Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So the uh, Tampa Bay Rays have now lost five games in a row, and they just got swept at home by the Philadelphia Phillies. So let's go down there and make another statement on top of that. How about that? And that uh, series will begin tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, and then we're off to the All-Star game where it's uh, the Braves against the American League. Uh, and uh, let's uh, weigh in on that at 404-726-0929. You think the Tampa series is important. By the way, with this loss, Tampa is three games behind the Braves. So, I mean, the Braves are going to go into the break. Either at the very worst, they would be even with the best record in the game. And, of course, they get one, and they're going to have the best record. Let's go down there and get two or three, huh? How about that? Let's start to put them in the rearview mirror like we've done with everybody else. Marcus in Ellenwood, meanwhile, weighs in on my Twitter. Uh, he is at Marcus underscore camp. And about 10 minutes ago, he said um, to me, there wasn't a plethora of top flight free agents in the NBA in this NBA offseason, which he's right. There wasn't. That's I made that point myself. Uh, you know, go get who? I mean, you guys, the NBA is not really a free agent market anymore. I mean, you could get guys around the edges. The Fred Van Fleets of the world are, are sort of rare. Really, it's a trade league. Um, so I agree with him on that. And then his next line is, why are you so patient with the Falcons, yet you want a new head coach and a new GM for the Hawks to hit the ground running? Um, well, I, I don't know that he's a new GM. He's had a full year under his belt. Um, the uh, I'm not really patient with the Falcons, Marcus. I had no choice. They were stuck in cap purgatory and hell. I mean, there was, there was nothing we could do. We couldn't go out and get anybody. I mean, we were signing guys that were kicked off other teams. And you're going, okay, you know. I mean, for crying out loud, our quarterback was the noodle-armed quitter. I mean, oh, my God. You know, so, and, and then a, what, third-round draft pick. So I had no choice but to be patient, and that's why I'm, I was so impressed with what Arthur Smith was able to do over the last couple of years with uh, the talent that he had on board. Now, I'm not – I'm. by the way, Marcus, I am not, as I said in my reply to you, patient anymore. The Falcons need to win now because now you've, you've got – we're year three, we're in the system, we understand what they want to do, we've got talent. Again, there's a lot of talent. This offense could actually be pretty darn good. This offense could be really good. So I'm not patient with that anymore. And why am I um, – as for the Hawks, he says, you want a new head coach, a new G- GM for the Hawks to hit the ground running? Yeah, because we, we are going to run the risk of, and we're getting close as fans to witnessing kind of the wasting of the Trey Young era. you got two, maybe three years left, and you're going to have to take some big steps now because if you made a move now, let's say just for this, Marcus, for the sake of argument here, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I mean, it may just be that DeJounte was signed because DeJounte was signed and they needed to get rid of John Collins' money to give it to DeJounte because they don't want to, they don't want to spend money into the cap, into the luxury tax, unless it's for a really good reason. Now, they may have a really good reason because they're going to kind of eyeball next year at the end of this season for somebody, a big-name player that they think they can get at the end of this season and then you can take those two guys and a big-name player, and now we got something working here. Okay, that's fine, but you know, and, and that's the patience part of this. But at the same time, I'm not really sure that I understand the move for DeJounte Murray to the extent that 
it didn't work last year. And we gave it a full year, and it just didn't work. Now, Quinn Snyder may have another plan for this to work, and I'm fine with that, Marcus, but he's going to have to show me. And so if we make no other moves here, and we're planning on starting Sadiq Bay again, look at your bench. You're taking Sadiq off that bench then. That bench is pretty thin as it is, even with Sadiq. Well, who's on your bench? Sadiq, Bogey, Okongwu, right? I mean, those are the big guns. And then you've got some guys that are young, and you hope that they can play now in A.J. and Jalen Johnson and Kobe Bufkin. You hope, uh, unless the, you, they look at Jalen Johnson as being a starter, and, and he's, you know, Chris Snyder saying, look, Jalen Johnson's every bit as good as John Collins. He may be better. Okay, that's fine. But, again, I want to be moving forward here with this franchise in terms of, this franchise doesn't need to make a move here, okay, guys and gals? The Atlanta Hawks need to make a leap. You know, there has to be a leap here. We have to go from 41 and 41 to 58 wins. We've got, I mean, we've got to take a huge leap to, to uh, you got to get right up there into the stratosphere here. Because otherwise, if you're not playing for the NBA world title with Trey Young, what are you playing for? If you're not going to play for world titles with Trey Young, what are you playing for? We, we, at best, we'd be back in the uh, the days of Josh and Joe, where we would win a lot of games. Josh and Joe won us a lot of games. We weren't ever threatening to win the world title. We won a lot of games, went to the playoffs a number of times, right? Anybody remember Josh and Joe? I mean, we won a whole bunch. Were we ever going to do anything in the playoffs? No, it would be, oh, we won 50. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, it was every year. So I just don't want to waste the Trey Young era by not making a big, bold move. <sighs> Man. 404-726-0929 as we talk to you about the Hawks and the Braves. So, Day-Day, you've been listening to the past three hours here. You saw the news break there in the last part of Dukes and Bell today. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because you know this stuff. You follow it. You've been around a long time. What do you make of all this? Um, you know, I like it. Um, I think uh, essentially it goes to the point that's been made by you know by yourself and and some several of the callers that I think this is Quinn Quinn Snyder saying you know look let me work with these guys. Um, and, and let's see what we can do. But at the same time, um, you know, that, that contract is, is, is tradable. And you mentioned that earlier in the show when you first started. So here's the deal. If we get, I don't know, if we get, you know, kind of close to the break, right, and, and things aren't really going the way that, you know, the Hawks, you know, whoever, wrestler, Brass, Snyder, whoever, you know, felt that things should be going, then, you know, now you start looking at, okay, do we trade? And then if DeJounte is part of a trade, it's a tradable contract, to your point. So um, I, I think they're rolling out with this squad. I think um, if any other moves are made, it's going to be very minimal just to add to the back end of the bench. Um, but I believe the starting five that we're going to see uh, when the season kicks off is going to be Trey, DJ, uh, Sadiq Bay, uh, Clint, and DeAndre Hunter. I think that's going to be your starting five. Yeah, okay, your bench just got worse <laughs> for a team whose bench is not great to begin with. You know what I mean? That's why well, well, well that's in. where that's where you know, um, you know, depending on what's left now, maybe you there's probably some solid bench players that you can go at, and that maybe that's what they're going to do. The moves that we're going to make are probably going to be not splashy moves to be in that starting five, but moves to shore up the bench. Because to your point, that's what's needed. If that's your starting five right there, then you need a couple of names coming off that bench besides Bogey. Right, and and, and young players, uh, Bogey right. and Okongwu, and a bunch of young guys. Right, right. which so, I like. Um, I like Double O. I I I think Double O I is do, coming I do along. Too. I do too. I do no, too. I like him. He's just. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the NBA. I mean, I think that's because of his size um, as far as being a five. No, that's because he can't shoot from beyond three feet. (laughs) Okay? You can't shoot from beyond three feet, you don't start in the NBA. Well, that could – he's young. That could develop. Well, yeah, okay. That could Uh, still develop. So, so again, I've said, and I want to be clear about this, that I would love nothing more than to be in, you know – Next February, 
being sitting around on the radio going, oh, my God, do you believe these two guys, DeJounte and Trey, and have somebody call up and say, you didn't want these guys. No, I didn't. I, I can't be clear on this. I didn't say I didn't want them. I said, you've got to show me, and now you are. And so you didn't have any faith in Quinn Snyder. No, I have faith in Quinn Snyder. I'll give him faith. I'll give him all the faith he wants, but he's got to show me. I, I, you know, I believe that Quinn Snyder can coach, and he's just got to prove it. So if this is the end of it, you know, except for maybe going out and getting, I don't know, some, you know, you, you pluck somebody to, to put on the bench, uh, if this is the end of it, then I, I need to see 50 wins plus. I need to see, and then in the offseason of next year, I need to see a big move because I can't just go, oh, go, go you know what, we got to 50 wins, uh, we won our first round, um, we're good. No, 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 no. You know, Tony Russler came in and I took the man at his word. He said he wants to win multiple NBA championships. Well, if you want to do that, you know what it takes, Right. I saw one thing here, Day Day, that had a projection that the Hawks, with their two picks next year in the first round, uh, were going to take a, a big man out of the Big Ten, and then with their second pick in the first round, they were going to take Bronny James. And I thought, is that the plan? Is that the plan to draft Bronny James and hope that uh, LeBron follows? Is is that the plan? I don't. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the plan? Hey, we drafted your kid. Come play for us. <laughs> okay. I think he will. I think he will. If Bronny gets drafted, if he goes into the draft and gets drafted, I think LeBron will follow his son. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go he wherever definitely will. Drafted. Yeah. But I mean, if you're if you're planning on that being you, look, uh, you know, the, here's the here's a sad fact. If you believe that LeBron James is going to follow his kid, I don't care how good Bronny James is, he's going to be a top five pick. There going to be a lot of guys in the NBA going, "Oh my God, really? That dude's a top five? No, you know that dude has." He's got to come along, okay? <laughs> You're not drafting Bronny. You're drafting LeBron for a year, okay? <laughs> That's what you're drafting, and I can't blame anybody for doing that. Not one person. Uh, but I, you know, I just don't – I kind of – you know, I mentioned earlier, and this is, you know, one of the things that I want all of you to, out there to understand and all the fans, that the Hawks and – I, and I honor the fact that they are very tight-lipped and they are a closed ship over there at State Farm Arena – and I, I think that probably suits them well. But from our perspective, and I'm not talking about talk show hosts, I'm talking about all of us, it can be somewhat frustrating because they don't clue us in on what they're seeing. You know, we don't, we don't really have a sense here. You know, like they make this move with DeJounte Murray, and, I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm forced to go on the radio and start asking why. You know, is it because they wanted to sign him to trade him? Does it want, because... The, you know, could Quinn Snyder come out after the signing and say, it is my firm belief that I can turn DeJounte and Trey into the best backcourt in the East. Okay, well, if, that's your, if that's your belief, then all right, I'm good with that. Tell me that. Tell me something I can hold you to. If that's the case, then fine, I'm good with it. Just let me know. But they haven't said anything. And I know it fell, and, and then it came at 620 at night, which that was also kind of odd. Am I wrong about that day day? I mean, six twenty on a Thursday night—that's when it drops. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you got to think maybe with summer league, you know, starting, um, you know, and a lot of them out west, uh, you know, that could have something to do with it. Um, just get oh, it out the I'll way, you know, get it out the way before we get started out that way. Um, and you know, I mean, look, I I think that's it. I think the timing of of how it, you know, to your point about it being a six twenty on a Thursday, I think they're saying, "All right, this is it. Let's roll. We're done." And they may, and and, and again, if they do, that's fine. But I've got to see vast improvement. I have to see vast improvement in the offense and the way that these two players are used in the backcourt. I've got to see them mature in year two under Quinn Snyder into the best backcourt in the East. And I've got to see a team that plays overall better basketball than the, than the team did last year. And you can make a case, by the way, that dumping John Collins' contract is addition by subtraction. You can make that case. And I said so when they dumped it. I said, you can make the case that just getting rid of him is a good thing because mm-hmm. he was kind of like, you know, not really helping. He was more in the way than anything else, and they felt they had to play him because they were paying him so much money. 
uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I think the whole thing is fascinating. Um, I wish I had a more of a, you know, I was clued in more, which is why I'm talking to you guys. And, the, and a lot of times it's not that I'm arguing with you. I'm arguing with myself in my head going, okay, I can't figure this out. They, they, they haven't, they're not, they're not bringing us in. They are not a transparent organization. And again, like I say, that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, but at the same time, because they aren't, uh, then that leaves us to do what we do, which is to speculate a lot. And so we've been speculating. All right. Um, earlier tonight, I had a chance to talk with maybe the most legendary sportscaster in all, uh, pardon me, most legendary sports journalist in all of Atlanta, and that is Mark Bradley. And I asked him a question about, you know, how does this Braves run historically stack up against the other Braves teams that he's followed over his four decades here? And he gave us some really kind of interesting insight. We're going to replay that interview for you next. John Frickie for John Chuckery as we continue on Sports Radio 90 time the game. so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the Northern Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92 on the game on what has turned into a rather interesting Thursday night, John Fricky with you. As we discuss the breaking news out of the Atlanta Hawks and the kind of historical nature of what the Atlanta Braves have done as they head to Tampa for this series that opens tomorrow right ahead of the All-Star break. And I started thinking today, you know, who could I ask to come on the show who could put the Braves' season into perspective. Somebody has to have a real depth of knowledge. And I said, well, who has a better depth of knowledge in Atlanta sports than Mark Bradley? I said, well, there's nobody. <laughs> All right, well, let's ask Mark. And so I did, and he has been kind enough to uh, join us. Uh, Mark Bradley, who uh, almost – Mark, you're almost like legendary status. Don't you, don't you hate that because it means you're old, right? <laughs> um, I, I definitely have old status. That's, that's about as far as I'm, I'm willing to go. I'm, uh, I've been here a while. So, um, you know, I, it, I guess, and I guess that beats the alternative. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I came here in 84 and it was weird because the first, the first, like the first, like almost for a decade, the Falcons and, and Braves were like terrible at the same time. They were, I went like 14 consecutive Falcons Braves seasons before eight, either of them had a winning record. And then 
the Braves got really good and stayed really good pretty much. Uh, you know, it's, it's looking back on it. it it's, it's like, I've, I've been here since 84 and, and then since 91, we, we, I, and we have seen the Braves win their division 20 times. Uh, so, you know, it's not like they've never been good before uh, and, and very good. I mean, there were, there were, Many of those years, they were either the best or, or right there among the best teams in baseball. And, and you know, they, they probably should have won a couple more or more than a couple more World Series than they did. But they've been really, really good for a really long time. And that's, that's sort of the lead in for me saying, I, I don't know if they've ever been as good as they are right now. Um, they, they pitch better than this. I mean, their, their pitching, uh, in the nineties was as good as any, any teams has ever been ever. But, uh, this, this hitting is, is, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. And, um, you know, you, you, this, this is, you know, there, sometimes you think, what would a team look like if it had an all-star at every position? Well, this team's not far from that. Well, I think they actually do because, uh, you know, if not for, you know, a slow start, I think what we've seen from Michael Harris, he's, obviously he's all-star caliber. He's new rookie of the year for a reason. And boy, Eddie Rosario's played at an all-star level. So, yeah, it's pretty much every every position here. I mean, you got all-stars yeah. on the bench. You can't even get into the game like Travis Darnell, for crying out loud. Right. Uh, so, yeah, th- uh, this is something special, you know, right? Historically, and uh, you and I, be, uh, you'll, you'll forgive me for a moment. Uh, I'm speaking to the audience, Mark. Uh, a couple of old heads here who've been around a long time, Mark and I. Um, right, right. Because we both go way back. Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned 84, and you come into a city where at the height of the city, uh, at the top was uh, was the Atlanta Hawks and, and Dominique, the beginning of the Dominique run, and, of course, Georgia Tech basketball. Uh, right. And all those great Bobby Kremens teams. And the Braves and the Hawks, is, you know, didn't – I mean, the uh, Braves and the Falcons, as you said, were struggling along here. So when the Braves did catch fire in the 90s, you said, okay, they had something special. But once that was gone, you're saying they can't rekindle it again. They did. And then yeah. not only did they rekindle it again, they did it twice. And the second time out, now, Mark, I think we are very fortunate in our lives to have been witness – to the things that we, you and I have been witness to. I'm asking you, it, it, can you impart to these young fans to enjoy huh. the fact that they are witness to something historical? You know, it, it, it's weird because the, the reaction back, in the, back when those, those non-glory days of the 80s um, basically was nobody cared about the Braves. I mean, the, the, the Glavin had the the famous uh, description of, of his early years with the Braves, where he said, you know, um, it's uh, it's 95 degrees in, uh, in the middle of the summer, and you're 25 games out of first place, and there's 5,000 people in the stands. And that's what it was. And, and then in 91, all of a sudden, that everybody fell in love with the Braves. And, you know, that, that, that kept up over a while, uh, you know, and, and it kept up because the Braves kept winning. And then it, it, it was kind of like the Braves went so long winning that people kind of assumed they couldn't do anything else. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Don Waddell, when he was the general manager of the, of the Thrashers, said the Braves just won too much. They spoiled everybody. And, and they did. We, we kind of felt like as, as a city and as a fan base that, that this was just – this is just something a normal team did. Well, you know, winning 14 consecutive division titles is not the sort of thing any team had ever done. And, and, and I think that we just got spoiled uh, because they won and they, they, they won and they won. And, they, and, then, we, and then we got kind of hung up on the World Series thing, the only one World Series thing. But, yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen, you know, apart from – a little bit of a downtime at the end of the at the end of the first decade of the century, like the the 2006 to 2009 years, and then the the sort of designed reset from from 2015 through through 2017. I mean, this team this team has been playing for division titles and playing for the postseason and and playing for the World Series 
for most of the last um, 30 years. And that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's something that not many teams could say. Maybe the Yankees can say that, but and maybe the Dodgers can say that, but that's about it. There, there, there really aren't very many. This is, this is, we have, we been, we have been lucky to see something like this. Yes, we have, because this is, this has been really good baseball for a really long time, most of it. And, and I, I right now, I, I think that this could be, you know, you never know. I mean, the world could change tomorrow, but I, I, I don't see any way that this team isn't isn't going to be in the playoffs. And I, you know, and we all talk about it being a crapshoot and that good pitching can stop good hitting. But on the other hand, the Braves pitch about as well as anybody too. And if they get Max Fried back, they're gonna they're gonna be pretty tough to handle uh, in October. Mark Bradley of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. The uh, longtime near 40-year columnist uh, who has seen pretty much everything in Atlanta sports in those four decades here, Mark. I go back over. I go back over the course of time. I, I got a question. I'm going to be talking to the fans about on Sunday, and I want to ask you this question uh, for anybody that's been around a minute, at least a minute, uh, who has seen Atlanta sports. If you think about the teams that you covered, um, whether it was the Kremens Yellow Jackets or the the Yellow Jackets that made the run to the to the uh, championship game with Jared Jack or Herschel Walker or, you know, the championship run of Georgia now, the Braves of two years ago or the Braves of the 90s, uh, the Super Bowl Falcons team, the 60-win Hawks, uh, the Atlanta United Cup run. Is there one and that stands out as the most fun because of all those things that I watched, and I, I saw them all too, I think this is about the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> the summer of 91, I don't think there will ever be another summer like that because that, that was just like basically everybody in Atlanta that had stopped paying attention or never paid attention to the Braves went crazy about the Braves from like August through October. And, you know, we went from not knowing how to get to Fulton County stadium to being in traffic jams where everybody had the foam tomahawk, uh, mounted in the back uh, the back window of the car, uh, and it, it's you know I, I I think that year e- even the Braves people, uh, even even the, the, those around the team and those the players then will say, you know we won it all in '95 and we we definitely had better teams than we had in '91, but '91 was the year that we'll we'll remember forever, and and I, I would say that's probably true because I I you know I. I don't know that I, I, I don't know that many teams have ever taken over a city the way the Braves did that year, and and I know that nobody has ever taken on Atlanta the way taken over Atlanta the way the Braves did. Um, but you know the 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 two thousand the twenty twenty one World Series to me was just like you know that that was like that was that was maybe the more. I had more fun with that probably than I'd ever had before because, you know, I, I, you know, I'd seen them win a world series before, but I'd never seen them. That one kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, this, this was a team that couldn't get above 500 until like middle of August. And, and then all of a sudden they get in the world series and they're like the greatest team anybody's ever seen. Um, you know, um, guys who weren't even Braves at, at, in July were all of a sudden civic heroes, Jock Peterson and Eddie Rosario, and then Jorge Soler. I mean, they, they were all deadline pickups and it's like, who are these guys? And yet it was, it was, it, you know, and I, I, I didn't really think going into the postseason. you know, I, I remember going to Milwaukee for the first round and I thought, you know, I, you know, I, I could see the Braves winning this round, but they're not going to get by the Dodgers. And then the next, and then the next, all of a sudden you look up and they're up two nothing on the Dodgers, and you think, well, maybe they can get by the Dodgers. And and I asked Brian Snitker I, that back back then. I said, when, when did you really start that this team might really start thinking that this team might do something? And it, I mean, more than just make the playoffs. And he said, probably after Game Two against the Dodgers, because and that's and from then on it was just like. Uh, it, it was just like one wonder after another. You know, they 
they beat the Dodgers. They go to Houston. They they win the first game there. They come here uh, and they they win game three, and then they're down all you know, all game four, and all of a sudden Swanson hits a home run and Soler hits a home run, and you're looking at clinching the World Series the next night, and and they didn't. They 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 blew a lead and and they had to go back to Houston. But then you know they go to Houston and the Astros don't score and Soler hits a ball you know, 400 miles and they're the world champs. I mean, that, that was pretty neat. And, you know, other stuff has been neat too. I mean, the, the Georgia tech team that went to the championship game could have lost, they could have gone 0 and 5 in their first, uh, in their first five games of that NCAA tournament. Every one of them came down to the last possession. And yet all of a sudden you look up and they're playing on Monday night uh, for the championship. Um, the Falcons. I have only about uh, two Falcons, minutes. Yeah. Sure. The Falcons run. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Falcons run in '98 or in uh, the, the Falcons run to 28 to three was pretty great, right up to the point mm-hmm. where it was 28 to three. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. There's that. I have about two minutes left. I, I, since yeah. I have you on yeah. the phone here, Mark, yeah. I, I do want to just get your quick thoughts, if you can. About DeJounte Murray and the, and the news that he got a four-year, $120 million deal. Do you think the Atlanta Hawks have anything else planned here, or are they just going to kind of ride this out this year with Quinn Snyder and, and come see what, what may? I, You know, I, I, I think that could – you know, he obviously had time to evaluate the team and I, uh, in, in, the, in his, the games after he took over. So I, I think he kind of had a he had to have a feeling about what he wanted and what he didn't want, and and I th- I think that you know I'm a little surprised that they re-upped Murray for so much. Uh, I'm a little surprised they re-upped him at all, because that you know we're, we we're not you know we kept getting mixed signals about whether the not uh, the Murray Young pairing was working or not working. But obviously they're very talented guys, and and uh, you know now they it's it's pretty clear that's going to be the that's going to be the the strength of the team going forward. And um, you know I I don't know I don't I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna do a Capella trade. I, I don't know, you know I I think they've got they've got a lot of good players on this team. It's just I think it's mostly a matter of mesh. And I think that uh, I think that this move says to me that Snyder seems to feel he can make a mesh out of not a mess but a mesh out of uh, out of uh, Murray and Trey Young. Mark, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate your taking some time on a uh, late at night here to uh, to join us and uh, talk a little bit about kind of the historical nature of the Braves, and we'll see more about the Hawks. Uh, Mark Bradley, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. One of the uh, true uh, legends of Atlanta sports media, Mark Bradley of the AJC. Uh, another growing legend is that of Jason Longshore. And there's big news in soccer about a massive rule change that could forever alter the game. We'll talk about that next on Sports Radio 90 Time, the game in the Odyssey app. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Uh, welcome back to uh, the uh, program here uh, with John Pricky for John Chuckery tonight. Uh, Jason Longshore has uh, been kind enough to, to jump into the program, talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on with Atlanta United and this major, potentially major news about uh, about soccer, uh, and not, not the World Cup yet, uh, about the, the change to the game. Jason, how you doing, Bob? What's going on, John? How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, let's begin there, Jason, if we may. Okay. There's a club for those who don't know much about soccer. You may know that the English, the British League, the English Premier League is the number one league in the world. And there is a major club called Arsenal uh, that goes by the nickname Gunners. And the big boss of Arsenal has been pushing for a massive rule change. And FIFA has said yes. And that rule change is an offsides change uh, that they're going to try out in like Norway and Finland, I think. And, and, and they'll see what happens. And they could institute it next year. And, Jason, if they change this and allow uh, players to get more forward of the defense, this potentially could really open up the game. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And part of it ties into having video replay involved in the game now. And, you know, think back to the NFL when they added replay and how, like, you'd see these little changes in the game kind of on a yearly basis as we all caught up to having – Calls be 100% correct. When you go back to offside and, and when I was playing as a kid and what it was like then, what it was like obviously like a decade ago, there was kind of this unwritten idea that if it was close, you gave it to the attacker. You gave the attacker the benefit of the doubt. That was the unwritten rule. Well, when you have replay and when you get to the level of technology that the Premier League uses as opposed to like MLS where you just have the replay and you can you know, freeze frame it and look at it, but you don't have the, the Hawkeye technology that's actually drawing lines and it's, it's all mapped out and it's, it's a bigger level of technology than I can imagine and explain well, but it, it gets it down to as exact as you can possibly be. It's like tennis where you can see where the ball's going to land, that kind of thing. So when you go away from the idea of if it's close, you give it to the attacker and you can actually see the level of detail, you're starting to take away what was accepted before. So now with changing the rule to change where the line is, because that's what this is. Basically the idea now, the, the idea currently is that if any part of your body that can play the ball legally, so your hand doesn't count here, but if any part of your body that can play the ball legally is offside, then you're offside. Well, it'll flip with this tweak, and we'll see how it goes in the league. They're going to test it, where if any part of your body is onside, then you're good. So you basically get a body length is what it's going to come down to. Defenses will adjust. I think you'll see a little bit of a, a boost in, in goal-scoring opportunities in the short term. You'll see a lot of arguments and people getting frustrated and the game's gone and all the, the usual conversations whenever there's a change. But I think it'll be something that gets us honestly back to where the idea was, the spirit of the rule was, before we could see it so closely with replay. And ahead of the 2026 World Cup, Okay, that's interesting. I, I want to go to that uh, card here for just a moment. 
The U.S. men's national team has been playing in CONCACAF in the Gold Cup. And they've been playing St. Kitts and Nevis, and they've been playing Trinidad and Tobago with essentially, I think it's fair to say, their second unit. I am blowing them off the field. Um, with recently, there were there was the rankings of the top 100 players, top 10 players at every position uh, that, that FIFA released, and there were no Americans on the list. I, I'm kind of trying to figure out here as we go towards the 2026 Cup and we get ready for you know additional qualifying here, where do you kind of view the United States in terms of where this team is now you have, you know, a new star that's, you know, spurned his other country to come here and might be actually our best player now, uh, head of Pulisic. Uh, so you have a team that seems to me to have quite a bit of talent that's been playing together. Are, are they really a top 10 team in the world? I think it's borderline. I think when you get past the top three, four, and typically when you get into a World Cup, you know, you'll have three or four favorites. One of those usually has a bad tournament, might have had an injury, something happens, whatever, they fall out. You have a miracle run from, from way out that's a surprise that gets into the top eight. And then the rest of the like five through 20 is really down to form, in my opinion. I, I think what the U.S. might lack in terms of top world-class players at a lot of different positions they have a good core. They, they have a lot of sevens. They don't have a lot of, like, nines and tens, but they've got a lot of sevens, and that's a good group to build around. What I'm fascinated to see is next summer in the Copa America, where that's going to be their biggest test, and it's going to be played in the U.S., but it will be all the South American countries and six CONCACAF teams. The U.S. has to qualify through the Nations League, they will. Mexico will. The the major CONCACAF teams will. But that'll be the real test to, to see where they are. And they're going to face maybe an Argentina, a Brazil, you know, an Uruguay, some of the top teams in this hemisphere. And until we see that, I think it's a little hard to judge. I do like the the signing. Uh, it's almost like we're we're talking about college football recruiting when you get into the dual nationals. But Balogun committing to the U.S. gives them, I think, the, the level of forward that they've lacked. Pulisic is a very good player. Gio Reyna, if he can stay healthy, can be a very good player. Um, goalkeeper is, is very good with Matt Turner. You've got really good defenders at center back, and Miles Robinson's part of that conversation. Balogun gives you a guy who – you might not be outplaying a team, but you get that half chance inside the 18, and he can score. And that's something that the U.S. has honestly lacked for as long as I can remember. Talking with Jason Longshore as we uh, get ready for, because really we have to start turning the page here. I mean, we're in the middle of summer of 2023, and 2026 is a far away. And, uh, and in front of that, of course, we're going to have the U.S. women's national team try and make it three in a row. Are they just heads and tails above everybody still? No, win. I don't think so, actually. I, I think this World Cup is, is really interesting. Um, last time out, four years ago, I thought England outplayed the U.S. in the semifinal. The, the U.S. got it done advanced. They played a, a Netherlands team that was probably a cycle ahead of, of where I thought they would be. They're really talented, but they hadn't been in those kinds of games before. And I think the difference that you saw with the U.S. in 19 – was you had so many veterans in that team that had been part of the 2015 championship team that had played in major games that it just the pressure didn't get to them or maybe it did get to England it definitely got to the Netherlands in the final this is a much younger U.S. team you know a lot there's still a couple of, of those players like Alex Morgan Megan Rapinoe who are, are still there in this group but there's a lot of young talent which is great but they haven't been tested in some of these moments and the level around the world continues to rise. I think Spain is a team to watch. I think Germany is a team to watch. England, obviously, will be a team to watch, the, the defending European champions. Uh, Brazil in Marta's last tournament, they're going to be a team to watch. I think it's the most open Women's World Cup that we've ever seen. Yeah, and it's interesting to talk to Jason Longshore, and we've been on for a number of minutes and haven't mentioned Atlanta United because there's other stuff on the world stage to start talking about because we have to start thinking again in terms of the world because the world is coming to us, and it will be here before you know it. Do we know yet, uh, Jason, when uh, FIFA will make the announcements about 
the you know what group Atlanta is going to get and will it get a semifinal? Where the title game will be played? Media Center. When are they expected to make all those announcements? We won't know the group stuff until much later, but knowing if the if Atlanta gets a semifinal, where the media center will be, you know, outside of group game, how many group games I think is a question with the the format change with uh, groups of four as opposed to groups of three. I, I don't know. I think it's probably something they'd like to have that framework done by the end of the year or early in twenty four, so you can start to map things out. But there's a lot of things to juggle. And the biggest one is that change in the format of the tournament. You know, going to 48 teams is a, is a good thing. It's an exciting thing. It's the biggest World Cup that's ever been played. But they were originally going to do three-team groups, which I hated the idea because you lost that last day of the group round that we saw in this last tournament that was so amazing with the standings going up and down every, every goal in, in two games being played at the same time. So they made that change. It's going to be groups of four. That's much better. But now you're going to have more games to play. So you've got to divvy these up more and and figure out how you're going to put groups maybe in regional pods and look at that. Because you don't want to have teams travel across the country between group games. But if you go between Atlanta and Miami, then that's, that's a little more reasonable. All right, uh, final final moments here. Let's let's do touch on Atlanta United uh, still basking in that uh, superb performance in the clean sheet win against Philadelphia Union. Uh, we've seen a lot of ups and downs this year from this team. Uh, they are still in the thick of the chase, but now is the time that they've really got to kind of put it together. I, they got to start stringing a, a two, three, four wins together here. I would think if they want to make top four in, in the East here. How do you view kind of the short term of Atlanta United, the the health of the team? When do we expect to get players back and things of that nature? I think it's still with where I said things were in the pregame before the Philadelphia game. They've got to show that they can win games consistently 1-0. We know they can score goals. So they're, they're one of the highest scoring teams in the league this season. Even with Yorgos Yakamaki dealing with hamstring issues and, and he's week to week right now, I, I don't expect him to play on Saturday. Then the New England game on Wednesday is a quick turn and a very difficult trip for somebody dealing with a muscle injury. I think you're looking at Orlando for him to come back. Um, But even without him, this is a team that that can score goals. But they've got to defend like they did against Philadelphia. They've got to be able to get clean sheets. They've got to just be grittier in the defensive third. Block shots, block passes, block crosses, get stuck into tackles, make plays. And, and it's down to individual duels in the defensive third. They've got to be better in those moments. If they can do that, and with the, the goal scoring that they have, they can be a top-four team in the East for sure. But the Eastern Conference is as good as I've ever seen it. It's better than the West this year. You look at the overall table in MLS, and you know it's out of the top ten, seven are in the East. It, it's very difficult to pick up points and Atlanta's got to when they go on the road a game in Montreal against a, a team that's been really good at home this season in Montreal but is not at full strength right now two players away to the gold cup but also four players injured they might get one or two of them back to the bench maybe this weekend but probably not to start you have to take advantage of those kinds of road games and you have to start picking up three points here and there on the road not going to win every game on the road in this league it's not going to happen but you've got to take advantage of a game like this one where a team is not at full strength. They're coming off of a loss at home. Got to go in there and keep them at zero on the board and get that goal or two that I think this team is good for in almost every game. As always, Jason, I really appreciate your taking a few minutes. We look forward to the game. Have a great trip, and uh, let's get a few Ws. Thanks much. Anytime you need me, you know you got me. Jason Longshore, of course, uh, color analyst for Atlanta United and uh, soccer expert. Well, Day Day, thank you very much. And to all of you who called in, it was a spirited discussion on a Thursday night. We'll follow it, see if there's anything uh, more coming out of the Atlanta Hawks camp as the Braves go down to Tampa to open that series coming up tomorrow in uh, Tampa. All right, stand by. Going to be a fun evening. Uh, JR's coming up after the top of the hour, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow, 7 to 11, on Sports Radio 90, John, the game and the Odyssey app.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.